my gosh, Becky, look at that butt. It is so big. That's right. Today, we're going to be talking about glutes and more importantly, glute activation. Now, I know Instagram is covered with photos of people with these perfectly round, lifted booties. And while that is super in style right now, did you know there's more to glutes than just looks? Did you know that when your glutes are underactive, that they connect to your pelvic floor, which can make your pelvic floor underactive, which affects your core strength and your inner core? Did you know that when your glutes are underactive, it can make your hamstrings tight? When your hamstrings are tight, they pull on those underactive glutes, which then pulls on your lower back and creates back pain. Did you know underactive glutes can even create knee pain? That's right, knee pain. How does this happen? Because often when your glutes are underactive, it can make one of your thighs or both of them turn slightly inward, which then affects the knee because the gluteus medius, the outside of the glutes, is weak. And often your pelvis is off and your hips are off because there's instability there because the glutes are inactive, which then again affects the kinetic chain the way everything connects down your leg to your knee. Everything is connected. So when your glutes are weak, it affects all of the surrounding muscles. Your hip flexors will be tight. You'll have knee pain, lower back pain, pelvic instability, and more. So let's talk today about how we can activate our glutes properly so we can feel better and appreciate the way they look as well. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. Today, I'm going to give you five tips on how you can get better at activating your glutes and making sure that they are turning on during movements. Now, if you're not even sure what underactive glutes means, that means during movements where the glute should fire and do the work, they are not. They are underactive and they are not doing their job. So we want to prevent that. So that's what the tips are going to be about today to help you. The first tip I'm going to give is to warm up the glutes. During any exercise or any movement where you are going to work on the glutes, you need to warm them up because often the muscle is so tight or the surrounding muscles are so tight that the muscle cannot fire properly. If you loosen up that myofascia, that tight muscle, it's going to help them do their job better during the movement where you are trying to make them stronger. So there's a couple ways to do that. One of the ways you can do it is a Theragun. I have a Theragun. I like it. It's kind of like It's a little contraption with a handle and a button, and it almost has like a soft hammer at the end that pounds on the muscle to help loosen it up, but those can be expensive. So some other cheaper options is a foam roller. A foam roller is under $20. You can roll out your hamstrings because remember, if those get tight, and they often do when your glutes are underactive, it's a good place to roll out. You can roll out your quads, your glutes, and your IT band because remember, everything is connected. So you're going to want to roll them all out. Another item you can get is a lacrosse ball. A lacrosse ball is kind of a little bit bigger than a tennis ball, but it's really hard and firm. So lacrosse ball, a hockey ball, field hockey, well, field hockey ball, I guess I should say. Not a hockey puck, a field hockey ball. 
all work. So one thing you can do is you can put that ball on the ground and you can kind of sit on it, roll your side glutes, the back of your glutes. There's three muscles in your glutes. There's the gluteus medius, the gluteus minus, and the gluteus maximus. So you're going to want to roll the back, the sides, the upper glutes, and really get them nice and loose. You can also take that lacrosse ball, put it against a wall, and lean into it so you can get your gluteus medius, which is that side booty, and really warm it up before you're going to do the activity where you want the glutes to fire. One more way to warm up the glutes before an actual workout is band work. So I like to get the little loops. You can buy them on Amazon. You can get them at Walmart, Target, most sporting goods stores. And they're going to go right above your knee, and you can do squat banded walks going sideways, going backwards. You can do glute bridges or hip thrusts or abductors where you're really going to fire those glutes and get them nice and warm and loose before you're actually going to work the muscles. So that helps them activate better in the workout. The next thing you're going to want to add is isolation moves. So let me explain kind of how that works. A lot of times we start to overcompensate in movement with muscles that are stronger. So an example is I'm very quad dominant. If you look at any of my photos on Instagram or if you've seen them anywhere, you can tell that my quads are very developed. Now, when a movement is hard for me or heavy, my quads tend to take over and they turn off all my other muscles and say, hey, listen, I am strong and I'm just going to do this for you. So that happens a lot of times with the glutes. We will turn off the glutes because we power through our quads or we try to do it with our lower back or we try to do something with our hamstrings instead of actually making the glutes do the work. So one way to try to prevent that is to not always be focusing on compound movements where it's working a couple of muscles in the lower body, but do movements where it is an isolation and only focusing on the glutes. So some examples of that would be a hyper reverse extension, a glute bridge, a single leg glute bridge, a hip thrust, any abductor work, whether you're in a bridge or seated or laying. Abductor work is basically where your your knees go in and out, so you're working the sides of the glutes. A butterfly bridge, even a clam where you're laying on your side and lifting a leg. Now, most of these do involve the core and a little bit of lower back, but it's not all of them involve the lower back. But for example, the clam can involve the core, but I'm not going to overpower with my core because I am quad dominant. So I'm going to mainly use my glutes. So the clam is a good one or a prone thigh lift. Those are all options that really isolate the glutes so you can't overpower with some other big opposing muscles and it will help you fire the glutes a little bit better. I would make sure you are adding all of those and look up some online if you need to of exercises that isolate the glutes. The other thing you need to be aware of is if you are only doing cardio and you're having some of these weaknesses or you're wondering how to build your glutes, you need to add strength training. So along with your cardio, cardio is great, but cardio is not going to build the glutes and it's not going to help if they are underactive. So you're going to want to add in some of these isolation moves, make sure you're warming them up and really work on focusing some weights and some strength training on the glutes to kind of make them fire a little bit better. So you can't just do cardio if you notice that you have an underactive glute muscles, you're going to want to add in some strength training. The next thing I want you to do during that strength training is I want you to get better at connecting the mind to the muscle. The mind to the muscle connection is literally everything. It is so important because so often we just go through the motions. If someone tells us to squat, we squat. If someone tells us to deadlift or do a bicep curl, we do it. But often 
I have clients or people who tell me, where am I supposed to feel this? What, where, where should I feel the work? And if you're not sure where you're supposed to feel the work, then you are just going through the motions and you're not even paying attention. So that's really important for us to connect the mind to the muscle. Something else that happens often is we will try to lift heavier because we're trying to build muscle or we're trying to see changes, but then we aren't able to feel the connection. So oftentimes people will try to lift heavier weights, which I understand progressive overload is effective and it does help you build muscle. But if you can't even turn on the muscle that you're trying to build properly, then progressive overload, which means consistently trying to increase the weights that you're using in an exercise, that's what progressive overload basically is, you're not going to get the results that you want. So if you are doing an exercise and you are using weights and you cannot feel the glutes firing, I'm going to encourage you to take off some of that weight, lower it a little bit, and connect your mind to the muscle. Something you can do is, for example, at the bottom of the squat, kind of like pulse it a little bit to make sure it's on. Pulse the glutes and then stand up. A hip thrust is a really great one to do that. Before you push the weight up in a hip thrust, you're going to want to pulse that glutes or squeeze it at the top. Some of those things help because you're really trying to get that muscle to do its work. So if you are lifting super heavy, you can never feel the glutes. I'm going to encourage you to come down, bring the weight down, get better at feeling the glutes, and then progressively add more weight and go heavier. In every single movement, I want you to think, am I feeling what is being worked? If you are doing a squat, am I feeling this in my glutes or am I feeling this in my back and my quads? Being aware of what you're feeling is super important and it helps you and it helps prevent you from going through the motions. So I want you to really think about that. When I used to train people in person, I would often touch the muscle that I wanted them to work because we are just going through the motions and we aren't connecting the mind. So let's say someone would be doing a hamstring curl. I would slightly tap the back of their hamstring and say, this is what is firing. This muscle is working. And without fail, that client would flip on that muscle and I would feel it fire and I could see it fire. So being aware of the muscle is so important and being aware that you are supposed to be firing it. You should know where you're working. And if you're going too heavy that you can feel nothing maybe stepping back down, working on activating the glutes, whatever muscle you're working, and then adding more weight is going to be effective. This next tip is going to be a little bit different, but it does work. Often when people would tell me when I would teach classes, I can't feel my glutes in my squat, I would say, have you filmed yourself? And they'd look at me like, no, of course I haven't filmed myself. Well, often our form is off, which is why we're not feeling the work in the right muscles. So filming yourself is a really great way for you to make sure that your form is correct because often people will be bending forward, people will be arching their back, people will be pushing through their toes. When I used to teach fitness classes, I would have a room full of 30 to 60 people and we'd be warming up because I'd be trying to warm up everyone's glutes and I would start with like a simple air squat and then I would slowly have them get lower in the squat and towards the end of the warm-up I'd say now squat as low as you can you know um, with good form and I would look around the room and I would notice everyone was just not everyone but over 50% was just bending their upper body forward and not actually dropping their glutes and I realized 
They have no idea that they're doing this. And so I would tell my class, turn sideways, turn sideways and look at your form in the mirror. What are you doing? Is your head dropping forward? Are your glutes shooting back? Are your knees bowing in or out? Is your back flat? And I would tell them to look at themselves. Don't be scared to look at yourself. That's why there's mirrors in the gym. It's not so people can just like say, oh, I'm beautiful and perfect. But so you can check your form. So if you're embarrassed to do it at the gym, go home, turn on your phone. We all have phones. Prop it up and film yourself and make sure that you are keeping good form. It's really important. And that is also going to help you make sure that with that form, you can activate better. Because if your form is poor, it's going to make your glute activation poor. So we talked about warming up before an exercise. We talked about adding isolation moves to really help make sure that you are really focusing on that muscle and connecting the mind to the muscle. But something you need to think about is your daily activity, your posture, and how you are moving throughout the day. So let me give you some examples because a lot of people aren't aware of that. And even if you have perfect form and you're really concentrating for the 45 minutes you're working out, if the other you know, 10 or 12 hours you're awake, you're not aware at all, then it's still going to be a struggle to really get those glutes to fire. So posture is a huge one. One of the ways that people have inactive glutes is sway back. So what happens is your shoulders arch forward, your lower back curves in, and then you push your hips forward, which totally turns off your glutes. This often happens when women are pregnant. What happens when we have those big bellies? We want to push our hips forward, put our hands on our back, and like just lean back, which again turns off the glutes. And then we get used to doing that for nine months. Or we have a child or baby or even like a toddler, and we are always holding them on our front side and pushing our glutes forward, pushing our hips forward to try to balance that kid, which then again, we are having back pain because we're pushing the lower back forward, but it's also turning off the glutes. So you, for a period of time, are fully turning off your glutes when your hips are pushed forward, which commonly happens when you're holding kids or anything. Another issue is people sometimes have anterior tilts, which means that your hips will tilt forward. This often happens after postpartum, after you have a baby because your core is weak. So then your core is not properly supporting your hip flexors Then your hip flexors become tight. And then your glutes are turned off because they're tilting back. And all of a sudden your back pain is out of control. So being aware that you are not tilting your hips forward. It's easy to sometimes sit that way with your tips, with your hips tilted forward or even standing. It's a really common one. So you need to be aware of how you're standing, that your hips are not pushed forward or tilting back, that you have a neutral spine and you are standing neutral. I often have to just be aware of it and say, how am I standing right now? How am I standing right now? And I have to think about it throughout the day. And as I do that, I've noticed that my posture has gotten better if I am aware of it and trying to ask myself that question when I'm doing things, when I think about it. So you can't have that sway back or the anterior tilt. And lastly, be aware of not only the way that your posture is, but how you are picking things up in the day, how you are moving. If you are picking up a child off the ground and you are bending with your back and making your back do the work, you are turning off your glutes. Bend with your knees and make your glutes do the work. A lot of times we will be super aware of our form when we're exercising, but then we will walk out of the gym and two minutes later pick a toddler up with our back totally arched and make our back do all the work and not even use the glute muscle, which the glutes are a powerhouse. They are giant muscles. There is three of them and they overlap. One's huge, one's medium, one's small. And they are 
powerful, but we don't even utilize them. So be aware of when you're picking things up off the ground, when you're moving things, when you're pushing things, and your posture. Those daily activities are going to affect how active your glutes are. Even if you have a job where you sit all day, every hour or so stand up and just do a few squats, making sure your glutes are firing, and then you can sit back down and get back to work if you need to. But being aware of your daily activity through your posture and how you're picking things up is very helpful. All right, so those are my quick tips. I want you to warm up those glutes. I want you to add isolation moves to make sure that you're really targeting those muscles so you can overcompensate with other muscles that are stronger. I want you to connect the mind to the muscle and make sure that you are feeling what you are working. Film yourself if you're not sure if your form is on or if you're having any struggles there. And don't forget about your posture and daily movements. As I mentioned before, I am one who went through the motions before too. I didn't always warm up my glutes. I didn't make sure I was connecting the mind to muscle. And as I've done that, it has made a huge improvement on my abilities to engage the glutes properly and activate them during their movements, which has actually helped me develop them more and reduce some pain. So I think Sir Mix-a-Lot was right when he said, I like big butts and I cannot lie. I think it is important for us to make sure that we have strong glutes, that we are firing them properly, not only because it's popular to have a big booty right now, but it honestly will help your health health and help reduce pain. So I hope you take those tips. I hope they're helpful and we can all get better at making sure we are not overcompensating with other muscles and letting those glutes turn off, but making them do the work because they are a powerhouse muscle. All right, guys, we'll talk next week. <laughs>